Here he is. Hello, mate. Can you hear me all right? I can hear you. Welcome to the Hitting the Areas podcast with me, Jamie Roberts, and my co-host, Richard Kyson. Rich, how are you? Evening, Jambo. How's things? I'm good, buddy. I'm very, very good. Just had my uh, COVID jab. Um, how are you feeling? 24 hours of hell um, and now absolutely fine. 100%. Very, 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 very bizarre. But yeah. Good stuff. Uh, one thing I did, one thing just on that, how good is the operation down there? It's fantastic. Oh, very, very quick. Amazing. Um, um, uh, yeah, literally turn up. They're doing around about maybe 20 people at a time. I think, I think you, I think we spoke the other day, it's about yeah. a thousand thousand people a day it's just unbelievable how quick they're doing it really friendly put you really put you at ease um i mean i'm not a huge fan of needles but like i didn't even know it that he'd even done it i sort of said like is that you done it he's like yeah (laughs) (laughs) Um, good stuff so yeah anyway moving on okay so little change of plan uh, we were meant to be speaking to Aaron O'Brien this week. Um, I had, or when we were doing the interview, I had a bit of a mishap uh, at my home. Uh, my uh, partner came in to the the room and and sat while we were recording and said that we had a leak coming from our ceiling. Um, so we had to pause the recording. Um, and we've had to uh, delay the Aaron O'Brien interview, um, but hopefully it'll be coming in the next few weeks. Um, so today we are concentrating and the episode will solely be on academy football and life at the life at academies in English, uh, in the English leagues. So today we've got a current Ellsbury United midfielder uh, playing in the Southern Football League Division One Central which is step four on the, on the ladder. Um, and his name is Jamie Jealous. And uh, Rich, you want to just give us a little bit about him? Yeah, we've known him for a few years. Um, really talented lad. Um, as you'll go on to hear, he's been in, been in and out of a few academies. Not had the best of luck, um, but he's a, he's a real good lad. Um, so this will be a real good chat. Really looking forward to it. Yeah, I really like Jamie, to be honest. Ever. You know, ever since we, we we had him down at our pre-season to give him some fitness for this season, or the season, sorry, the season has just been curtailed. Um, yeah, and and it's just a top top lad, and he and he he um really influenced our young lads as well. He's only twenty years of age himself, but obviously he's got a lot of experience and uh, already. And um, the the sort of advice he's given some of our young lads who are only like eighteen um, has been brilliant. And you know they all wanted him around, and and he was, he was excellent during preseason. It's just just leading by example as well, wasn't he in preseason? Um, especially with some of the fitness exercises, he was on another level, mm. um, which which is always great to see for a young person to know what kind of level they need to be at to to play professional football. Or very high standard and non-league football. Should we get um, stuck in? Absolutely. Let's welcome Jamie Jealous. Hello, Jamie Jealous. Hello, mate. You okay? Good, thanks, buddy. Good, thanks. Big Rich is here. Hi, Jay. How you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm good, Rich, mate. How are you? All good, thank you. 
Good stuff. Jake, thank you for coming on, buddy. Um, we wanted you on today because we want to hear a little bit about your story um, and, and what's currently going on with yourself. Um, and, and hopefully there'll be some young players listening to this um, who, who can sort of maybe relate to yourself or, or even, um, you know, learn a thing or two if they do start to go on to academies. So what I know Richard's got lots of questions to ask you. So I'm going to kick off with Richard uh, and his questions. Go on, buddy. Cool. Jay, so obviously I know, I know quite a bit about you because I've known you for a few years, but um, for all those listeners that don't, can you just sort of go through a bit about your background from like a youth level through to around about 15 um, and just sort of explain where you started, where you went to, what that was like, and so on. Yeah, no worries. Um, so obviously I started out around seven or eight, and I was just playing for my uh, local Sunday league team, which was um, Bucks EC, just with my mates. Obviously my dad was the manager, so obviously that helped. But um, yeah, no, I've, obviously I fell in love with the game, like any young boy does. Um, me and my mates kicking the ball on a Sunday morning, like what more could you ask for? But um Obviously, I knew I was. I started to get some attention around, obviously nine, ten, just at the tournaments from from clubs. Obviously, watching me, and uh, it, obviously it was just like the soccer schools at that stage. Um, but yeah, um, got to about. It started getting serious for me when I was about eleven or twelve, um, as I started secondary school. Uh, I went to uh, Leicester, so they they sort of scouted me and asked me to come up there. So uh, that's when when it started getting really serious for me. What was that like? So were you up there once, twice a week? Or, uh, was there a lot of travelling involved? Yeah, it was it was really brutal to be uh, to be honest. Um, I was having to leave school early um, on a on a Tuesday and Thursday, and that was that was only for the elite as well. So obviously I was missing a lesson or two. And I was had to be up there and I wasn't getting home until 10, 11 o'clock at night. And then I had to be up for school the next day. So it was it was proper tough for me. That must be tough, especially at that age where so much focus is put on your schoolwork. And then to then be missing out on lessons. Um, yeah, that, that must have been tough. What were you like at school, Jay? Uh, no, obviously... If anyone who knows me, I'm always the the cheeky chappy that's uh, supplying the banter. <laughs> but um, obviously, I always had my head screwed on. I was always doing well in school and things like that. But um, I always wanted to be a footballer. I knew that. Um, so if the opportunity to miss a couple of lessons, I was I was going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so how how long were you at Leicester for then? So I'm. I think I must have got scattered around eleven. It was, I think it was when I was 11 in year six. So 11, and that was that was only for the elite. That wasn't for the academy. But um, so, yeah, I was just playing games for the elite up at, up at Leicester. Um, it's not as if it's around the corner either. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but I didn't I didn't start getting noticed till the academy. I, I, put, I must have put a, a string of few games together, um, <laughs> playing well, things like that. And uh, that's when I started to get a bit of... Um, Notice from the academy managers and things like that. And uh, I think I played my first game from when I was around 14, 15, maybe. So I had a, a good few years to build up to uh, getting into the academy. Okay. And um, what 
what sort of position were you then? Because obviously I know you was more of like a creative midfielder, number 10. What were you through that um, through those years? Well, it's, it's funny you'd say that because at Bucks EC, obviously I played, I played as a striker. Um, I went to the Elite and I was playing centre midfield. I played centre-back a few times. And then um, for actually for the academy, when I was, when I was at Leicester, they, they played me right back. Wow, okay. So um, I had a I had a few different positions, sort of a James Milner type of role. <laughs> <laughs> Why was that? I th- I don't know. I think it was because they they knew knew I could sort of play in different positions and things like that. And it it wasn't until one game where where someone actually got injured um, right back, and uh, I got moved there, and um, I went another blinder second half. So I. I think it just sort of went on from there, like a, a sort of a Jordan Anderson filling in for a role and realising you're actually doing all right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's two Liverpool mentions now. So um, <laughs> Yeah, he's got that in. <laughs> I'm guessing you're a Liverpool fan, Jay. I am a Liverpool fan, yes. <laughs> I don't like Probably. to claim it, but... Um... <laughs> OK, so at, at sort of 14, 15, that was when you, when you sort of made... Um, made the actual academy youth side. Where did it go from then? Um, I don't think you signed a scholarship or anything with them. So, you know, what sort of happened there? So what they, what happened was throughout, I think I must have made my my academy, like when I first made my academy, like sort of debut, if you like to call it, um, it was towards the end of the my under-14 season. So obviously I was going into under-15s and things like that. And they sort of just turned around and said to me, well, it's not that long left until we're given out scholar decisions. So it, it, for us to give you a sort of a contract, basically, we may as well just, you just play the games and then we'd give you the scholarship decision at the same time as the other boys. So I just, we sort of went along. At, at that time, it wasn't really on my mind about getting, I just wanted to play football. It wasn't about me signing any sort of contract or anything because at the time I could still play with my mates sort of on a Sunday. I was going up there and playing midweek and things like that. And um, I was playing a lot of football at the time. And um, it was, it, I think it was about 14 where I, I got my first proper injury. I've sort of fractured my hip. Ouch. So that literally put me out for, for nine months, I think it was. So that was that sort of played a factor in why I wasn't going to sign because I was basically out for for a whole season. So they sort of just said to me, "Well, you may as well just come back and we'll we'll sort of see how you do and give you your decision around the same time as the other boys." Yeah, that must have been hard getting such a um, such a strange, quite serious injury at that age because. Because at that age, every kid, you know, every kid just wants to play football. Yeah. So, so not being able to play for such a long time that that must have been uh, that must have been quite tough. Yeah, it was it was very very hard for me because um, at the time I was playing well, like I've sort of I've I was getting my uh, my plaudits and like hard work was sort of starting to pay off and um, to get an injury like that. Obviously, I didn't really understand. At that age, you don't really understand the, the seriousness of an injury like that. Mm. But, um, yeah, I sort of just... I got uh, help 
from a private physio and things like that. He proper helped me and he sort of made me understand how serious it was and how like, I need to do the stuff to rehabilitate myself to get back. Yeah. So without him, it would have been a different story. Um, I may not have even been able to get back to playing properly, but um, with all of his help, it was just, it was, it was top draw. Okay. So what, what happened next then after after the rehab and um, did you go back to Leicester? Did, did, well, they, did they offer you in or? Yes, it's funny you say that because I fractured my hip twice. Oh, blood. Um, so I fractured it. I came back for a for a month month or so, and I and I went and did it again. Um, at this point, I was just and then I, once I went to the hospital, they told me where well, it could be sort of a reoccurring injury. And um, it, it, obviously, it's not something you want to hear. Um, you're getting so close to that that point where it's sort of make or break um, for okay. a kid. And um, yeah, they they sort of told me it could be a recurrent injury. But again, I I went to my private my private physio, and he was he was literally just said, "Don't worry about that." He was just determined to get me back, and obviously flying again. But obviously, at that point, I was. I was sort of that bit down because I've had two serious injuries within the space of a month of coming back. Um, And at that point I wasn't, I was at school and I'm watching everyone play football around me and I'm just there on crutches. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It must be super tough. I mean, I had, I had something similar in terms of injuries and, and like, and like watching, watching matches at the age of 15 was horrendous. So, um, it, it is nice to see that you actually did come through that, um, and I believe that led to another more opportunities at another academy. Is that right? Yeah. So I once I came back from the second fractured hit, um, I was into my under sixteen season at this point, and um, obviously it took me a while to get back into because I've literally been out for well over a year and a half with only playing one game. So it took me took me a while to get back into the whole playing games on a Saturday morning, and it's not as if you can get away with it against the, these sort of players at academy level. So, um, but after a while, um, I've got my games back in. I'm playing well, and um, it comes to the end of the season when everyone's getting their scholar decisions, and I'm I'm getting told that I have nothing to worry about and things like that. So obviously you get told that at 16, yeah. you think it's a Premier League club and things like that. But um, obviously it came to the point where I was sat down in the room with them and obviously they told me that they wasn't going to give me a scholar. Um, What's that like, you- Jay? So I, I, after, after being told, you know, yes, yes, you are going to get it, you know, just be patient, it's going to come. What's that like to then have that, massive rejection which, which sounds awful but yeah um for me it was it was it was it was tough in the moment obviously I had my mum and dad in the room and obviously my mum's worked my mum worked two jobs my dad worked all of his life things like that and my mum's taken time out of her job to take me up there and she yeah. puts she puts all that time into um taking me there and I know how hard that that must have been for for them to, and to get told sort of no, 
it was proper hard for me. And obviously my mum started crying. So I was like, oh, like, um, I came out of the room and it was sort of me and my dad had a conversation and sort of just said, like, well, it's, it's not the end. It's not, it's just one club. Um, there's obviously there's loads of clubs out there for me. So you just got to go away, keep working hard and see where it takes me. Exactly what was it. the sorry rich what what was the explanation they gave you um it was sort of to do with um my injury and things like that and then um yeah. but um there obviously there was other players in my position they like right. they just they just signed someone as well for for a money deal but um it's just football like it wasn't going to get me down for too long like but um yeah, there was it was lo- sort of loads of factors that played a part in in not getting the decision that I wanted. So where did that take you after Leicester? Um, it was weird because Leicester actually helped me out quite a lot. They uh, spoke to quite a few clubs for me, and um, it took me out to uh, a Welsh side, the the New Saints, and uh, I went and played a game for them. Um, obviously, I travelled all the way to Wales for this game. And they turned around and said, "Well, we'd give you. We're going to give you a scholarship, like right on the spot, if you want to sign." So I turned around to my dad and I was like, "Because obviously they they're not obviously they're not funded by the FA and things like that. So I'd have to pay for my own accommodation and food and things like that. And it was, it's not cheap. It's for me to to buy my own place and all of that sort of stuff. And." no disrespect to the club I thought well I've just been re- sort of released by Leicester I, I feel like I can sort of do better not no disrespect to them but um, yeah Leicester spoke to uh, Shrewsbury for me and uh, they said yeah we've got a game Thursday do you want to come down and play so I was, obviously I was like well yeah like I just want to play football and they said yeah it's against Leicester <laughs> so I was I was like oh God, like, if I go and have a fucking, if I go and have a proper crap game and things like that, Leicester would be buzzing, wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah. So, um, turn up on the Thursday and uh, we actually went and beat them. It was something like 4 or 5 1. And uh, yeah, I went and scored and uh, I sort of, I sort of looked over to my dad and my mum when I scored. And um, it was sort of, it was, it was a bit emotional because, Obviously, I give all my time to Leicester for for four or five years, and um, to go and score against all my mates and things like that, it was it was proper special for me, and mm. um, it's sort of something that I'll I'll never forget the the feeling when I scored. But um, yeah, we went and won three four one in the end. I think it was. But yeah, it was it was good. The po- uh, positive feedback and things like that, and. Um, I went and played a game for them the next week against Everton and they said, yeah, like we want to offer you a scholarship. So it was brilliant. Um, and then they went, but we haven't got the the funding. Oh. So I said, well, and that, my dad sort of spoke for me then and sort of turned around and said, well, you, you've you got me up here all the way to Shrewsbury, which is I've had to leave school early again. For- oh, that's... That's a journey and a half, that isn't it, Rich? I've done Shrewsbury. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and um, you sort of turned around and said, 
but you you would have known that before if you get what I mean you'd have known that you didn't have the funding for me so why make me travel all that way just to say well we want you but we haven't got the funding so uh we what's that all about in in this day and age I, yeah I don't get that it's, it was it was weird like if, obviously I understand like if if I t- if you just turned around to me and said well listen you're not we're not quite what we're looking for I'd have totally accepted it but um just to do you think it's it. an excuse you think it's an excuse rather uh, than listen I, I, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that go on surrounding yeah. and things like that it's not who knows what goes on behind the scenes you know what I mean so back in the car back where in was the, the car. Next- where was the next journey? After Shrewsbury, I'm pretty sure it was Oxford United. Oh, hello. Um, Oxford United. Um, obviously, I've just, just left school at this point. So all of my exams are done. Uh, it's the start of my, what would you call it, your first year of scholar. I haven't got a club yet. So obviously, I'm sort of thinking, well, I need to sort of find a club soon. I haven't done a pre-season at an academy club. Uh, it's a, at this point, I've signed on with Ellsbury United as well. Yeah. So, um, obviously, I've done pre-season with them. I've actually started the season quite strong. I think I scored two and two as a 16-year-old. Um, so, sort of, just in that, so your sort of first, first sort of foray into the men's game, um, scored in your debut? Scored on my debut, yeah. What was that like? Um, it, again, it's, it's something I'll, I'll never forget. Um, I think we was away to Bedford Town. Uh, we was, I think it was something ridiculous, like 3-0 down. Um, and Glyn, Glyn was the manager of Elgin. Oh, I was going to say, was it under Glyn Big Green Creaster? Glyn Creaster, yeah. Um, top, top man, a good player. Uh, he... Ever since I joined the club, he always had an arm around me. He sort of knew my knew my uh, talent, and uh, he always said to me, "Just just enjoy playing football. Um, don't worry about too much. You're young." And he always said that he wanted he don't want me here for too long. He always wanted to just push me on. But um, yeah, he gave me the opportunity, brought me on. I think it was five ten minutes ago, and. Um, I, it was weird because I literally just picked up the ball and uh, I was on the edge of the box um, sort of give the dummy to the defender and just hit it with my left foot and uh, the keep, the keeper helped me a little bit sort of <laughs> carried it into his own net but um, yeah it was again I, goal, Jay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I can claim it but it's, it's gone on my record so um, <laughs> yeah uh, Again, looked over to my dad in the crowd, and it was it was sort of a, a proud moment again as a, yeah. as a young young boy playing. Obviously, not the highest level of football, but it's a, a good standard of football. Yeah, step four is a good standard, mate. Don't, you know, don't be ashamed of that. Um, and what I found really refreshing is what you said about what Glenn said to you about I don't want to be seeing you here that much longer, or you know, I want to see you go on and on because it's not something you. You hear a lot, possibly at that standard, because it is very, you know, uh, I suppose the word selfish at that standard. Some managers, some owners, or whatever like that, where they want to say like, "Oh, we want you to progress at this club," whereas that's really refreshing to hear that 
someone wants you to go further in the game and not at their club. I quite like that, especially with young players, Rich. I, there's something that we've always done. Uh, me and Andy have always done whenever we've been. You, you'll know that, Jay. You've done, you've done pre-season with us. Um you know, where we, we're happy to, with young players, if they get an opportunity higher, I'll never stand in their way. Um, and yeah, I find that really refreshing and nice to hear from Glenn Chris of that, like that. So, Jay, yeah, no. you, you were at United for, um, I think it was probably two or three months, maybe. Um, and then what happened, if you can just tell the listeners? So, um, yeah, obviously at this point, I was at the under-18s at, Ellsbury FC as well, so um, which was obviously playing for United men's team and still playing in midweek for Allied Counties for the under-18s FC. Um, but yeah, I would. It was actually for the under-18s where I sort of got my next opportunity. Um, just playing, playing. I, I I scored a worldie. Literally picked the ball up from my own box. Yeah, I was sort of in and out, in and out, and I've sort of somehow found my way one-on-one with the keeper and I've just put it into the top corner and um but this this game proper sticks out in games where I knew I was on fire I was running pressing people I shouldn't have been pressing in the corners back defending and um it wasn't till a couple of days later where um I sort of got a my dad got an email or I can't remember how it came about, but anyway, it was um, actually Wolves who was sort of there. And um, yeah, they said, well, do you want to come for a, for a trial? And I, and I sort of turned around to my dad and I was, I sort of doubted myself a little bit. I was thinking, well, Leicester have, yeah, Leicester have released me and um, we've played Wolves before. And obviously they're, they must have beat us. And I said, well, if I can't get into Leicester, well, Wolves are... Bustle. But anyway, um, after a, me throwing a few fits and things like that, I eventually went up. And yeah. um, after my first day, I, I loved it. The the facilities, the boys, I think that it was, honestly, it was, it was good. Like I, I knew I was sort of, this is where I needed to be. I was playing, I was training with Scotland internationals, Ireland, USA. And um, when you when you hear that and you're thinking, well, I've just been playing for Elsby United on Saturday, this yeah. Monday, and training with USA internationals. And <laughs> it, was, it was crazy. But um, yeah, I was, they put me up in digs up there. Um, What's that like? As a as a sixteen year old, it was it was hard, hard. Yeah. Um, I, it didn't sort of. I was I was proper enjoying it up there though. It wasn't like the the family I lived with was was quality. Um, proper looked after me, cooked for me. Um, like I was getting picked up from from the house, taken to training, back to the house. I didn't, I didn't really have to do anything; just kick a ball around. Was that in Wolverhampton, where you were yeah. living? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, okay. Just, just outside. Yeah, so that's something some people don't know about Jay. So you obviously you'll have maybe the average football fan listening who who won't know what precisely Diggs is, where you actually get a family 
look after you and and you know feed you and stuff like that and obviously the club play you know pays for the digs as, as, as such um but yeah not a lot of people know that so that's you know it's really interesting from you know someone like yourself as a 16 year old to go and live with another family in the west midlands you know far away from home how long were you at wolves for jay uh i'm pretty sure it was about uh, a month um in that time i played four or five games and we had we played thursday saturday and then we played Tuesday again. And um, in that time, I played clubs like Birmingham, Manchester United. Like, I even went to Carrington. Wow. And, like, the honestly, the facilities there are just different level. You go into all of these grounds and you just, you, you're turning up on the coach and just sat there in amazement. Like, I'm just yeah. a boy who used to play park football. <laughs> and um, it's, it's so real. And it gives you that sort of professional element about the game as well. It, you know, it's just the little things. Turning up on a coach, you know, turning up at a, uh, a Premier League training ground. Um, it, it's those little steps that sort of prepare you for that professional life. You know, when you get under 23s and then and then obviously first team and so on. So, yeah, um, a month. What what happened? I, I'm, I'm not too sure. Um like they they turned around to to they turned around to me and said, "Well, we we want to give you a scholarship." So at this point, again, I'm I've got my hopes up. I'm I'm obviously playing well. I've scored some ridiculous like four goals in four games, and I'm playing centre mid where I want to play. Um, they turned around to me after a training session and said, "Listen, you've got nothing to worry about. Um, we we want you." And even if you go and play sort of shit on Saturdays, don't worry about it. We yeah. we've seen what you can do. So, did a bit of did a bit of deja vu come into your head here? Yeah, so or were you just staying in the moment and thinking, "Yeah, I've done this," or was it like it, I wasn't? Hmm, I've, so I've heard like, this before. I've heard this before. It's it was sort of deep deep down. I'm I'm not thinking about it. I've, yeah. I've gone obviously at this point. It was after the game on a Saturday. I've gone to my dad, like I've sort of told him, like at this point I'm going back home for the, for the weekend and coming back up on the Monday. So I wanted to go and enjoy my weekend and things like that. So again, I've, I've come back up, uh, trained throughout the week and it's come to the game against Birmingham at the weekend. I wouldn't say I had the best of games. I had little Jude Bellingham running around me. Um, if anyone don't know, Obviously, he's now playing for Borussia Dortmund. <laughs> not bad, is it? <laughs> but yeah, at that point, he was um, not so big. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd, I'd say uh, give me the run around for, for 85 minutes. But um, yeah, obviously, game finished and um, went home again, come back home. And uh, my dad got an email sort of late Sunday Sunday evening. Um, obviously I, I didn't know about it and sort of just turned around and said well um, we're not we're not going to sign you now so um, that this is this was the one that probably hit me the hardest mm. uh, obviously I've been through Leicester I've picked myself back up again I've, I've, I've sort of gone again and then Wolves have sort of 
this this one was harder because they basically said it was nailed on for me to uh for to sign and obviously to to hear that um so so like sort of late on into a season it was getting up to Christmas point now and I'm starting to think well I haven't got a club so it's, it's probably not gonna sort of gonna go for me mm. This is um, just on on this sort of similar note. This must be what it's like for a lot of these lads, as in you almost promise so much. You're being told week in, week out, you're doing the right things. Don't worry about it; it will happen. And then to then be dropped that sort of news on a Sunday night by email mm-hmm. that must be so difficult. And I wouldn't blame players for falling out of love with a game because of that, because that's horrendous. Rich, I completely agree. Where's the duty of care? Exactly. Just because just because they're not contracted to your club or not any where's the duty of care of looking after that boy and 100%. and 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 looking after A, you know, his career and B his mental health as well. Because, yeah. you know, we we talk about it now and and stuff like that, but to be dropped a bombshell like that um without really any explanation they all know look there's all lads at academies and stuff like that they all know that it's a very very slim chance but when you're being promised and jay's been promised twice essentially you know from lee uh, from leicester and from wolves to be then given sort of similar reasons and and, and stuff like that it where's the duty of care I, I hope it's changed now because Jay, what you're 20 now? Yeah, I'm 20. Yeah. You just hope there is a little bit of little bit of thought that goes into this now. Um, but but like you said, Leicester Leicester did look after him as such and advise you know and, and offered him to other clubs and stuff. Did Wolves do a similar job? Um, to be fair, the way the way Wolves sort of with Leicester they didn't essentially promise but like I spoke to coaches around Leicester yeah, and they yeah. sort of said oh you, you've got nothing to worry about like, you're highly thought of here and um, but Wolves literally told me like it's nailed on we want you to sign like we just need to wait for someone to get because obviously at this point Morgan Gibbs-White was with oh, yeah, the teams yeah. out in the World Cup and obviously the, the guy who sort of sorts out all of the contract signing and things like that was out there in Qatar, I think it was. And um, they were saying, yeah, we're just waiting for him to get back. So just to wait for the, all the contract sort of stuff. And then obviously to be told that was just, obviously it was it was heartbreaking for me. Mm. Especially, especially again, like I've been up there for a month. I'm, I'm getting used to living with a new family and things like that, and to to be told that you're going to sign for at this point a Premier League club, the you're sort of in your head you're saying, well, you, I'm I'm doing well, like everything I'm doing is paying off, the hard work, and um, just to be told in the end again that it's it's, it's not going to happen. This is it, that that was sort of the one that sort of it it broke me for a little bit. Mm. Um, you make you fall out of love a little bit in 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 the moment for days after i was i just i didn't want to play um yeah i, I just thought well i'm not good enough that's it for me like but in in the morning my dad must have received 11 12 calls from from clubs he was on the phone all day 
because um, they heard like with walls it had fallen through. Um, so my dad was on the phone all day acting agent dad. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, w- I wasn't interested. I said to him, I don't want to do it. I'm, I don't want to do it. That was it. I, um, but I sort of give in. I sort of went went to MK Dons actually. Brilliant. On on the Monday, um, the week after, I, I, I turned up not really having too much hope or, but soon, soon like me being me, I got into it and started tearing up again. <laughs> uh, yeah and then sort of came away from there on the Monday thinking and I was I sort of thought to myself why why let why let it affect me just enjoy the football and it sort of made me a little bit mentally stronger um mm. so I've, I've come through so many bad moments and things like that within the game um like that whether someone says no to me, I'll just I'll just keep going until someone finally says yes, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so um yeah, trained there the Monday, Tuesday and Thursday, I think it was. And um I but I had Stevenage on the phone. And um a guy who sort of uh, his name was Ian Morris and um I didn't obviously he sort of played a massive um role in my in my time at Stevenage. So he was the head of recruitment at the time. So he was phoning my dad throughout the week saying, what's he doing? What's he doing? We want him <laughs> down. Um, I t- we sort of told him, oh, well, I'm training at MK Dons. And he was like, no, no, no. Come, come, come in training with us on the Friday. So I sort of turned around to MK Dons and said, well, I'm going to try Stevenage because I haven't heard nothing back from, like no feedback at all and things like that. All so right. I went. So I went into Stevenage on the Friday, trained, and they said, well, do you want to play tomorrow against Northampton? So I was like, well, it's it's a bit quick, isn't it? But um, I said, yeah, no, I'll I'll definitely come and play. Um, Obviously scored on my debut there. Um, I think I got an assist as well. And uh, they took me me into the office after the game and said, well, we want to give you a scholarship. Um, wow. So after after two days, was there actually a contract in front of you this time? <laughs> it was, it was, it wasn't no. actually in front of me. Um, but he said no. Like, listen, we'll we'll get it signed next week. And did it have a different feel to the way they the, the way Wolves told you as such? Like, you know, they were going, oh yeah, yeah it's it's on, it's on, it's on. They, they've offered you this scholarship. Did it feel different? You didn't get any sort of flashbacks or anything like that. No. This this time I sort of I, I knew that like this one was genuine. The way they wanted me to sign so quick, um, the way they was talking about me even even before I'd even trained and things like that. Um, he's it, the head of recruitment was so like welcoming and he's already cracking jokes at me and that's 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 sort of what you want you want to you want to sort of feel welcome and um yeah like but I didn't I I sort of turned around to my mum and dad and I was like is it is it too quick is it too quick to uh sort of just say like yeah I want to do it obviously it's exciting knowing that you you've got a contract in front of you but obviously at the time there was 
other opportunities for me. So obviously I was I played a game for Sheffield, I think sort of in between. They were sort of keen on me. Wednesday or United, mate? Uh, it's Sheffield United. So I, I played for them against Leicester, obviously at the King Power as well. Wow. Oh, um, lovely. Yeah, that was that was that was surreal. That was that was beautiful play in there. Um, I played for them actually on on the day of an exam, so I could only play forty five minutes before I had to get to my physics exam. <laughs> so um, I got an assist that day, and I uh, had to be brought off at half time, get into my school uniform to get to exam. Um, so what was the feedback a... like from Sheffield United then? You obviously had a, had a half decent forty five minutes. Yeah, no. What did um, they say? They was obviously they said they turned around to me and said, "Well, we want to get you back in for a game, um, things like that. Get you up for training, uh, put you in digs." For, I think it was like a two week trial or something like that. And um, at this point, um, Stephen Edge have already offered me a scholarship nailed on. So I'm I'm speaking to my mum and my dad, and I'm I'm thinking, well, what what do I do? I go up there and the opportunity goes from from Stevenage. They don't want to sign me anymore. Um, so I sort of just said, turned around and said, "Well, I, f- I think I should I should sign for Stevenage." Um, they've they put so much. They already said what they what they want from me. Um, I said, "Let's let's just give it a go." Obviously, it's not my millions of miles away from home either. Yeah. Uh, League two, they're given good opportunities to young kids. Um, so I said, well, why don't I try and push for a, push for a few appearances and things like that? Mm. So that, uh, that's exactly what uh, that's the sort of way I would have had a thought, think about it. Was okay. I've been through this before. Sheffield United want to take a look at me. Um, you know. But the thing in the background where Stephen has really, really wanted you, you know, calling you up, I want him, I want him, I want him, I want him. You sort of got to look at it and go, God, I feel a bit loved here. Um, I'd rather go for this. But then also look at the future element to it and go, I've probably got more of a chance of making first team appearances at Stevenage. Again, you know, professional club, League Two. Probably haven't got a huge... Uh, playing squad, Rich, would you yeah. say? Yeah, true. You've probably got more chance of getting the odd bench appearances and then taking your chance there than what Sheffield United Championship at this stage? Uh, at this point, yeah. I think, yeah, Championship push. They was obviously well up there pushing for Premier League. Um, and I wouldn't say it was a lack of ambition to choose Stevenage, I think it's a more sensible decision. And people and people may think it's not as fast trackable as, as Sheffield United, but I disagree. I think the the the, the more chances you can check you can take at an earlier stage, the more chances you've got of having a, a more prolonged career, I think, without having that end rejection so far down the line. Do you know what I mean, Rich? Do you yeah, know what I, I mean by that, Jay? Yeah. So I, I I think you made a superb decision. And again, you're not a million miles away from home either. Um, and for someone so young as well, it's, it's tough, you know, tough to possibly live on your own or live away from your family and stuff like that. So were you staying at home 
whilst at Stevenage? Sorry, I probably just no, didn't so... that you signed for Stevenage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I did sign for Stevenage the, the week after I was already put up in a house with like within the Monday. They've sorted out my accommodation. Brilliant. A nice house in a village with with two of uh, two young first first team pros um, who are obviously in the same situation as me. They're both from Ireland as well. So um, I'm in a nice house in the village, swimming pool in the garden. Um, <laughs> what more could you want? Um, but yeah, so signed for Stevenage on, on the Wednesday, I think it was. And uh, sort of just went on from there, really. So you were about 17 when you signed that deal? Yeah, seven. I was just... Uh, was I 17? I think I might have been 16. Okay. Just, before my, just before my 17th birthday. Okay. Um, so you're obviously at Stevenage. How long were you there for? So I signed November 2017. So I reckon just under three years, I think it was, I was there. Okay. Um, and again, I, I only know this because I know you quite well, but um, you had quite a lot of bad luck with injuries. If you, um, if you can just... Just explain a bit about that. Yeah, so I uh, played my first, I think it was three games um, for Stevenage when I first signed my scholarship. Um, and then I picked up a, an injury, little little niggle, which put me out for a month. And then after that, I kept getting little injuries throughout my whole first year. And it wasn't until when, obviously, when you first signed for for the club they put you on like um so you have to go and get your heart checked out and things like that and um so obviously i'm going for my ecgs and getting my heart sort of scans and things like that and obviously me being me started joking about oh yeah boys i've i've got a, i've got a rubbish heart and things like that i'm not allowed to play and um they're all saying oh shut up shut up <laughs> and, it, and actually come back that um, i've got to go for more sort of scans and tests and things like that for my uh, heart so obviously at this point I'm, I'm sort of it's was, it was weird because I got I got pulled out of training and um yeah the uh, the head of coaching just pulled me out of training so I'm thinking oh like what have I done have I done something wrong and he goes oh well your your results have come back and you we're not we're not allowed to put you out there as a sort of duty of care like we're not allowed to let you train you're not allowed to go in the gym and start lifting and so you're gonna have to go for more scans and things like that so we're gonna have to send you home for a bit so obviously at this point again I'm thinking oh great it's just another setback what happens if I can't play what happens if something comes back and it's serious and so um had more tests done had to wear so they monitored my heart for 48 hours and I uh, came back and they said, well, at this point, we can't see nothing that's really, really serious. Um, but we're, we're going to have to get you in for basically regular scans just to sort of keep a, keep an eye on it. And um, follow up, it was nothing, nothing that was sort of serious to the eye or anything like that. So I just, but it sort of put me out. And it's, it's not like a, like I was reunited where you're out for a couple of games and you get straight you get straight back into it. Like you have to go through two weeks of serious running and things like that before you can actually go back into training. 
obviously you're out for two weeks and you've got another two weeks to get back into full full train at the end. So So you also had some more injuries after that, you know. I, I don't want to talk about like all the time about injuries, but I know you've had some bad luck with I'm pretty sure you you then you then after you did come back after after the sort of heart scare, you then you you then broke your ankle. So yeah, it was it was it was weird because it I was coming back into my second year. I sort of we sort of I had a talk with the manager and the head of recruitment and sort of said, "We'll just put a line under your first year. We know what you can do. Um, we just we'll fly through the second year and we'll, we'll get you going again." So I came back into pre-season. Again, I was flying, came back the fittest. Um, but again, uh, I went and sort of broke my leg. Uh, the top, literally the top of top of my ankle. Um, yeah, it was, it was a really bad break. Um, it was Is that in a game? Pardon? Is that in a game? It was actually weird because I actually done it at home. Oh, man. Uh, it wasn't in a game, so I'd done it at home, uh, just in the house and things like that. Um, but uh, did you make a full recovery from it? Again, I went to my my private physio, who I could I could never repay the amount he's done for me. Um, yeah, doing where I was so close to him. In the end, I wasn't paying nothing. He just done it out of the the kindness of his heart because he wanted to see me do well. Um, so I could never fully repay and um but yeah he took me again under his wing he getting me in for two three sessions a week and uh the thing is he knew if I wasn't doing my stretches because he'd start pulling the leg like the hairs out of my legs and things like that he said you ain't been doing your stretches and things like that you made your full recovery um you then went back worked your way back into the side um you can just talk a bit about that that sort of last year at Stevenage. So what what happened when I when I broke my leg? Stevenage said to me, "We're going to freeze your contract." So, um, which means obviously for however long they froze it for, it gets added onto my my time at the end of my my contract, basically. So that would take me into sort of a, like a third year, if you like to call it. So, um, season ended. All of the boys that are in my age group have sort of gone and I'm sort of the oldest one there. Um, at this point, I'm, I haven't had like enough playing time to sort of be with the first team. I've had tra- re- odd training sessions here and there, but nothing, nothing concrete to sort of say they was proper interested. So, um, again... This was it was a proper turning point for me after my 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 leg because I sort of where I was bedridden for however long I, I put on a, quite a bit of weight. Um, obviously I just turned eighteen, so I had a little bit of partying. Um, but obviously, as soon as I could sort of sort of move and I I proper put my head down and said like, I'm gonna I'm gonna get get going again. Like I've got not got long left. It was sort of make or break for me. So went into my my preseason as a third year, and I honestly never felt like so fit in my life. Mm. Like 
everything was just sort of going right for me. I felt light, I felt quick and um, I played a pre-season game for the first team against St Albans. I, was, I came on as a sub, um, which was, again, psychologically was, was good for me because I hadn't had much opportunity and they sort of turned around to me and said, yeah, we'll, we'll take you along to the pre-season game. Brilliant. Um, so in my head, I'm thinking, I've just had a major leg break. I've been out for nearly a year. Um, that's it's a it's a big compliment for to come back and a month into preseason, I've been sort of bumped up to the first team for to show what I can do. So um, who was the gaffer was, at that stage? Uh, Dino Mamaria, his name was. He took over from obviously Darren Saar when. When I first joined, Darren Saar was the manager. Yeah. And then Dino obviously came in and um, there was sort of a lot of talk around managers and things at the club. Uh, it was, and obviously you got the, the talk in the change room and things like that, but it was something that never really affected me. I just wanted to get my head down and sort of prove to the, to the managers that um, it doesn't really matter what, like, I, I need to be in the squad sort of thing. Mm. Like, I need to make sure that I'm sort of in and around the first team. But, um, yeah, no, obviously after the game, I, I made a, I started training more regularly up there, um, which took me to obviously Christmas and things like that. And then January, this January, they uh, turned around to me and said, um, we're going to offer you a professional contract. So obviously at this point I'm um, I tried to sort of hide it in the meeting. Obviously I didn't have my mum and dad with me this time, yeah. so like, I've been told I'm getting a getting a pro contract. And um, it was sort of thinking all of this time I've come through so much. Every, like growing up, every boy wants to be a professional footballer, mm. and to, to be told that you're going to sign a professional contract it was it was it was I can't even explain it <laughs> it was it was crazy makes everything worthwhile in the end I suppose yeah it was a big I think it was a more of a relief sort of thing I've had all of these injuries all of these rejections and then to for someone to put so much faith in faith in you is it was it was a big moment for me so, especially with all those injuries as well, Rich. You know, yeah. having for him many to come a out, player on, would have, yeah, would have probably quit. Many a player would have, hundred percent. And they're not just they're not like niggly injuries. You know, these these are serious long term injuries. Um, and full credit to you, mate, for for getting the pro contract because, like Rich said, a lot of people would have packed it in or they wouldn't have had the confidence to go back the third year and, and smash it and take their chance. And, and you'll hear that a lot in football. Take your chance. When the chance comes along, take it. Um, and that happens till the end of people's careers is in, in taking chances. It's That's what football can be about sometimes. And um, you took it, mate. And do you know what? Well done to you for that. Well done. I actually yeah. remember it to this day when it was announced. I was... Because I... I I've known you a while, Jay, and um, people will people will come to know who it was who, who actually got you to Wolves. Um, that 
that will come a few episodes down the line. Um, oh, right. Okay. But, um, so I, I've, you know, I, I was so pleased for you when that got announced. I was like, brilliant, because he's he's worked so hard to get there. He's come through so much. Not only the injuries, but the rejection. Sometimes re- one rejection, I've heard many a player quit because of it. Character. So to go through two, all of the injuries, it... it, it that was amazing. You know, I, I honestly remember it to this day when that got announced. It, it, it was brilliant. Um, so you then sign the pro. Um, I know what happens next. If you want to just go go into that a little bit. Yeah, so, um, yeah, came back, obviously, my third year. And I, I could have just literally just said, like, well, I'm not... I'm training with obviously still sort of first years. I'm training with 16 year olds. Like why, why would I do that sort of thing? But um, yeah, obviously got my, my contract. And um, again, it it didn't really change it, change for me. It was still the same day in, day out. I've got to sort of work hard. It was just, it was just pen to paper sort of thing, but it didn't change what I was doing. Yeah. It was literally that I said, I've got the first one. Now I've got to look to the second one and then the one after that. But I've got sort of got a foot in the door and um, I need to prove that sort of the faith they've put in me that I need I need to carry on and progress sort of thing. So um, obviously I'm, at this point I was I was out on loan at Hitchin Town, I think. Um, I remember obviously, that, yeah. Obviously for them, I scored on my debut again. I was playing well. Um, it was only a month month loan, and then I went to Wingate and Finchley, which again their their pitch is amazing and uh, managers quality. Again, put my put their arm around me and said, "Just just enjoy your football." Um, Who's Gaffer over there at the time? What a Wingate and Finchley? Yeah, uh, his name's Spencer Knight. Okay. Yeah, he he was brilliant with me just again put his arm around me and said just enjoy your football um at this point they was i think was rock bottom when i when i went over there and obviously seeing that as a player you're thinking well but um i think we we drew the first game and then we went on a run of winning three and three four draw loss but um come to the stage where we was out of the relegation zone quite comfortably as well um and then I got sort of, wouldn't say it got recalled, but I didn't go back out on loan. Um, uh, and then I played for the first team in uh, the Hart Senior Cup against uh, Kings Langley, I think it was. And um, uh, we was where we had a few. So I played right wing back, basically. And obviously I haven't played there since I was 16. Um but yeah, we I think we went out on penalties. I think I don't know how because we was we was quality that day, but we just couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. But uh, that that would actually be the last time I ever played for Stevenage. Um, obviously, with the the whole COVID outbreak and things like that, that was sort of the last game before everything got stopped. Um, right. So, what's that been for you? So, um, I think. That was the last game you played. So, um, did they then just say that they weren't renewing? 
so what what happened was um obviously we got the the whole team meeting about we're gonna have to close the training down and so football stopping so obviously I, I come home um still working my working my socks off I'm I'm out running I'm in I'm doing gym I'm going out to play football and things like that I'm still working hard um they didn't say nothing about contracts or anything like that so I'm just waiting sort of for when everything's going to go back um point to I think the shape of my life um working working super hard and then um it wasn't till I think it was the it must have been May or May or early June uh I, just, I got a call and sort of said um and as soon as they called me I sort of knew what was what was mm. going to go on um they sort of just turned around to me and said well obviously in Stevenage have not got millions and millions of pounds just uh, without the fans they're not getting the income and at this point they was in a bit of a thing about going down into the National League as well with the whole Macclesfield situation but um, they said that they thought it would be better for me if um, I didn't sort of go again because they didn't they couldn't promise me games and things like that and they, they said that they wanted me to go out and sort of show my talent elsewhere so again it was it was a blow because mm. um, I've just got a professional contract six months ago and then for it all to just come crashing down in you again it's just mm. uh, a, a big a big downer yeah I think we know I think we know as well Rich that that, that knocked you for six didn't it Jay yeah. Uh, yeah you know we spoke to you a bit after that um, we know that knocked you for six a little bit. Mm. Yeah, we um, I, we had you down to our pre-season just to sort of try and help you keep fit. And um, I I can't emphasise enough how brilliant it was for the effect you had on our squad through that pre-season. What you brought to it in terms of attitude, application, and quality taught them a lot. Um, and you know we we thought we were doing you a favour. I think you've actually done us a favour. I'd agree um, on that. So that was really good to work with you for those, I don't know, six or eight weeks, whatever it turned out to yeah. be. And, um, I think for those that don't know, you're currently back at Ellsbury United, Jay, is that right? So, yeah, I sort of sort of said, well, um, that how hard it is to get into to clubs at the minute with this whole the outbreak and things like that I just sort of said I just need to be playing football again yeah. I need to get back enjoying it and then just get get a few games under my belt and then we sort of reevaluate sort of thing but um, by no means do I want to spend my career at Osbury United again I will I will be back I will for yeah. sure no, I don't think that's a I don't think that's a um, that's sort of detrimental to them because they are they are a great non-league club but your application your drive and your quality there's there's no problem aiming higher and I, I for one would love to see you play higher yeah with with all the with all that's gone on um, it's just it's just another setback at the end of the day like again it I won't go into all of the 
the stuff that happened yeah. with Nidge and the way like I felt and things like that with the whole mental health and things like that. Like, obviously, everyone goes through the the bad patches and things like that. But um, more does need to be done to support like the young players and f- things like that. But um, at the end of the day, you just you can't let you can't let football determine your life. No. They... After this, I, you know this. I I knew it hit you hard, but what I would emphasise is anyone listening to this. If you know anyone who is in academy football, has been in academy football is maybe being offered the chance of academy football, listen to this, listen to your story. um, And just, you know, one, one knockdown isn't the end of it. And this latest one from Steve Village, that isn't the end of Jamie Jealous. I I do saw that to everyone. So um, the rest of this year, Jay, what's your aim? Where would you like to be come Christmas? Obviously, I can't, I can't obviously predict I never thought I'd get a pro contract within a year of a broken leg, like a whole year. I was thinking, but um, for me now, it's sort of just get back playing when and wherever we are allowed to. Um, and I've always said, if I don't don't sort of break through and get an opportunity here, I'd say I'll go abroad, um, try my luck out there. Um, because f- football is what I want to do. I don't want to. I want to play football every single day. Um, Mate, there's so hundreds. Of, there's hundreds of Brits playing abroad, but loads, yeah, absolutely loads. Um, and and I, I wouldn't fault you for doing that. I think you could have a very very good career in 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 league football. Um, uh, even Vanarama upwards. You know the pro clubs there, mate. That will give you a really good shot. Um, and we'll always keep our ears to the ground and stuff like that, won't we, Rich? And definitely. And 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 you know, advise. You know, we got people coming on here, bud, that are that are professional coaches and and stuff like that. So you know, we'll always keep our ears to the ground and and um, put a good word in. And, and this will do. Yeah, this will do do you a world of good as well, mate. Um. I think we'll leave it there. Um, yeah, probably the perfect time to end it. Yeah, brilliant chatting to you, mate. Um, I've learned a lot from you. Um, you know, I didn't know your whole whole story. I know Rich does, um, as such. But yeah, I couldn't appreciate, couldn't thank you enough, mate, for jumping on. Really do, mate. Uh, uh, thank you for for having me on and giving me the opportunity to uh, tell my story. Nice one, Jay. All the best, pal. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Bye. See you later. Wow, what an interesting chat that was. Um, I thought Jamie spoke absolutely brilliantly. Um, you know, he's such a confident young man. Something I've always, always, you know, always taken from Jamie when speaking to him and, and listening to him then as well, chat. Um, you know, he's had so many ups and downs, bless him, um, which, which a lot of academy players go through. And, you know, but he, his injuries, have, he, he's had some really tough injuries to overcome um, in such a short space of time in his career. Um, and for him to, to keep plugging away 
it just shows what a confident and, and well-determined young man he is. And I, I have no doubt he will play to a very, very good standard of football. Um, uh, you know, like he said, he's, he's, he wants to progress more and more. Um, he's not happy where he's just staying still as he is now. Um, he, he wants to progress and, and, and he absolutely will. I've got absolutely no doubt about that. He's good enough to. Um, no, I agree. Um, yeah, I agree 100%. Lovely lad. Um, he hasn't had the rub of the green. Um, I think that, that's gone against him. But what you can see is his character. The boy's got bags of character. And if anyone listening to this, if, if you know any lads that are in academies or if they've fallen out or maybe going in, anyone who's about to start or undergoing that journey, please let them listen to this because they will learn so much from it. Um, yeah, that's and if if you do want to get involved and obviously talk to Jamie if you want to, uh, he is on Twitter. His handle is at jealous underscore Jamie. Um, I'm sure he'd be he'd be happy to speak to anyone if any other lad did have any questions for him. Hundred percent. What's coming up next, Jambo? So next week we have a Premier League scout. On our Ooh, show nice. next week, yeah, th- th- this this is gonna be this is gonna be brilliant. We're, we're we're gonna get the ins and outs of of what what scouts look for. We're gonna get the ins and outs of you know the the, the highest level of the game, um, and, and, and what goes through the process and scouting these players. And um, I think this is one of the one of the sort of hidden arts of football. Yeah, and and. and the average football fan doesn't really know too much about it. They think man goes to watch game, man likes player, <laughs> club sign player. Now there's far more than to that than you know, we know that. Um, I think it'd be a fantastic insight. Yeah. Yeah, we know he's gonna have some stories of players that are very well known to people. Um and and yeah, we it's just gonna be such a fascinating conversation, something I've always wanted to have a chat with someone at the top top level of the game. Um, can't wait. Can't wait. Brilliant. Until next time, mate. Yeah, till next episode.